No. I like my free haircuts. It's, it's probably more maintenance shaving it, right? What's that? Like, I just got mine cut the other day, and it's already... And I, I go skin, like, here. Yeah. And in a day or two, it grows in, and... You know, it's fucking just gray now. I'm just all fucking gray now. So I try to keep it as tight as possible. <laughs> you know, I'm more worried about being able to move and fucking, you know. Yeah. Your hair. Yeah. Well, stand up without making noises. You know, I, now now when I get up, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Well, we turned legs that one time a couple of years ago. Like, yeah. your knees sounded like a bag of popcorn. They still do. They haven't got any better. <laughs> That's why I said the cortisone <laughs> last night. Yeah, right. Dude, I bought one of those uh, Bosi balls. Bosi balls. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm using that. I do a functional day sometimes twice a week, and uh, and I'll do uh, squats off that with a couple kettlebells. I still do my weight training, yeah, but I do that to strengthen the knees and your ACL, MCL, keep all that shit. And I'm the funny thing is, um, my daughter's soccer team, they're uh, they're a top team, okay, and uh, yeah, they, they compete for national championships and stuff like that. Travel all around the country. Yeah, I got to go to Maryland next week, and then actually we're going to Long Island. We have a uh, weekend in Long Island and then Orlando for a national qualifier. Yeah. <clears throat> and my little one, too. She's a fucking 10-year-old. It's, that's why, like I told you, like I didn't want to travel, so it's like I'm hindering building the business. But, dude, I want to see my girls, dude. And yeah. If I have to grow a little slower, I'll grow a little slower. But um, but the coach pulls me aside and uh, he says, hey, listen, you know, last season, not our team, but two of the top teams in one game, in one game, this girl tears her ACL, pull her out. Within a minute of when they resume play, another girl tears her ACL. And then later on before the game ended, somebody else had a knee injury. I don't think it, it might have been a patella injury. Was it the turf? I, it could be. That they were on? It That's could horrible. be. How old are these girls? Uh, these girls, I think it was a great a great up. My daughter's 14, so it was, it was the 14-year-old's last, last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But for that age, to have ACL injuries... Yeah. You know that, that's 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 I a little too uncommon. So he's like, "Can you devise like a little routine?" So I, I told the parents, "Go buy these Bosi balls. Just stand on them. Develop that he mobility." Yeah. Well, I used it too. Well, I used to use oh. it. So I would put the baby in the harness yeah. and bounce her on it. Yeah. And uh, it was the only thing that could get her to sleep because yeah. our kid doesn't sleep. Well, we had the full ball uh, yeah. that my wife used for like you know exercises before the pregnancy so we would use that you ever have those, those sling rocket chairs no oh my god dude. they're scary shit but they're, but they're cool as hell Brings about, i couldn't sit it my wife suspended? did yeah you suspend in a door frame but dude this thing could come down <laughs> this thing like and it bounces about, it's uh, like on a it's like i don't think it springs i think it's more like uh um like a shock that no, out? like what's a, a bungee, like bungee ropes. Yeah. You know, bungee cords. Huh. And you kind of just bounce on them a little bit, and the babies loved it. Huh. My so wife like, used to have the, uh, she used to do like the yoga, but you know how they use like the aerial yoga stuff? Yeah. Um, so we used to have like uh, upstairs, you know, it would uh, bolt right into like a, a raptor. Yeah. And she would do all the stuff on that. Right. But nah, I made her take that stuff down. As a baby. <laughs> huh? As, as a baby. Uh, so I took over night duty in August because Ooh. my wife came to me and she's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, she's like, she's like, I've done it for a long time. Fuck like, you. It's your turn. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, but but I work all day. And she goes, eh. Yeah, that only goes so far, dude. <laughs> yeah. You can't use that excuse so much. So I've been on night duty, but um, yeah, my daughter still doesn't sleep. She's almost eleven months, and uh, you know I probably wake up anywhere between six to eight times a night. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, 
She's not sleeping? Nah. But she's the happiest kid. Like, she'll, she'll scream at night because I don't know if she wants attention, if she wants food. I, we don't really know. Are you still, still. breastfeeding or no? Mm-hmm. And, uh, don't put her down? And we're doing solids, too. So we're doing both. And, um... Usually the price of solids. The apples. Is that a solid? Yeah, it's, it's technically you gotta solid. Break no, up. but I mean, she's eating pasta. She's eating oh pasta. steak. <laughs> My wife's uh, she used to be the biggest meat eater, but then she went vegan for a little while, so now she's like vegetarian. So no meat for a little while, but I'll, I'll ease that in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she eats like we fed our daughter crab, lobster. Like she's eating all that stuff. All right. um, no allergies. No, I mean not that we know of. So maybe what kind of you giving her formula too, or just uh, no, just um, you know breastfeeding and food, creatine. Uh, but she just doesn't. <laughs> she, she just doesn't really like to sleep. And uh, you know when she wakes up during the day, she's the happiest kid. Um, you know, always smiling and giggling. And, you know, people love her, but we just uh, we don't sleep. And actually, like when she told me to take over night duty, my diet almost instantly changed. So. Uh-huh. I went from sleeping like six hours a night, but like good sleep, right? Yeah. And now I don't sleep. Right. And dude, I just I just crave shit twenty four seven. I eat ice cream like four times a week right now. Really? Yeah. A- at least like yeah. every night I'm sitting there like. That was a rare uh, occasion, right? I know. Yeah, that's like shit. my biggest weakness. And right now, since Halloween, like my carb source is M and M's. Bought two big bags of candy for Halloween to give out. Yeah. Might have had. Three families come over, and then I ate the rest of the bags. Yeah, that's, like we had three people. Yeah, dude, we had we had limited trick or treaters. Like yeah. we, we we were. I don't. I think it's done. On top of business being a little slow these days, like uh, the kids now they want you to bring the candy to them. Yeah, <laughs> the trunk or treats. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's so, the thing. So now. that's the new thing, right? Is trunk or treats? But they've we've always done that. My girls really? have. Yeah, all through through um. Uh, not just elementary school, but preschool and everything else. We, we've done that every season. What's the point, though? Of the trunk or treat? Yeah. So the trunk or treat is for the... It's supposed to be for the younger kids, yeah. so they don't have to walk through neighborhoods for safety. You know, whatever. I mean, they're with parents. I don't know. Yeah, you pull them in the wagon. Listen, they soup those trunks up, though. Yeah. I walked my dog, and there was a little school next to my house, and they were having one. Man, it was like a haunted house in Are we trunks. live? Because this is going to be funny in a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we're live. I just got to right. get this. Well, dude, some of the funny things. I, I've come to the conclusion. Yeah. I've really come to the conclusion that it's just a facade. These trunk retreats, dude, they're not for the kids. Yeah, yeah, They're for the fucking parents. <laughs> That's what I said. Dude, you ever see some of these I fucking said. parents? Yeah. Dude, the, don't tell me these kids are eating this candy. They're, they're decked out. They're socializing, <laughs> drinking yeah. beers. Yeah. They got yeah. the cocktail <laughs> mixers. <laughs> They're yeah. all set up in the parking lots. They've yeah. been planning it for months. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is all set up for the parents. <laughs> I, I was saying to, to my wife the other day, like, all right, so if you're going house to house, and she was saying it was for, like, the safety, because you want to know, like, who you're getting the candy from and yeah. stuff. Um, and I'm like, well, if you're going house to house, like, at least you know where people live. Right. Said so you're just getting some dude dressed up in his car giving yeah. your kid candy. So good luck tracking that dude down. Yeah, oh, like, so the way the school. well, yeah, the way we've done them, they've been at the schools or okay. or at the uh, the daycares when my kids before they hit uh, kindergarten. So they do it there. It's it's all there's cops in the parking lots. It's it's secure. Okay. <clears throat> but even last year, last year we had a decent amount of trick or treaters. You know, to the point where we stocked a lot of candy this season just yeah. in case you know and, and even Stacey's like here here's because my daughters they go to the trunk or tree play but they don't they we try to restrict you know right not the that junk. we're not that we're you know 
enforcing too much, right. but a little bit, a little bit. But so we have a bag of the stuff they got. I go, Let's give this shit out too. And my wife's like, "Well, don't open the other stuff because if we'll we'll return it, you know, if if nobody if nobody comes." But dude, we had bags of stuff to give out, and by five thirty, six o'clock, like I had the last knock on the door. That was it. Yeah. It did some... start to rain around. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's For right. us, it wasn't until later. Okay. It was like darker um, when it started raining, but then I have like some asshole kid like who's in high school. You know, clearly he's just in high school. Yeah. And I still think uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, uh, going away from the fact. I think he was there to try to see if my daughter was home. You know, like one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been some. Uh, there's been some. See him in the side yard later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. These kids, dude. They, they, they got balls, dude. These some of these young boys, dude. Yeah. Well, it's different. So, like when when I was a kid, uh, I think I was turned fifteen or sixteen, and we had a huge party. And I never threw parties. My parents were like do whatever you want. Like half the high school was there. We threw this huge party, right? Well, we're fifteen year old kids, yeah. like being assholes. So like people are like, um, you know, knock knock zoom zoom on people's doors and right. all that stuff. Well, this guy came out. He comes out in his tidy whities, right? <laughs> and he's probably like my age now. He's like six foot four. He's a marine. And he comes out like looking for the people knocking on his door, <laughs> right? Because right? he was ready to beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, he didn't care. Was... Stress. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> got an assault rifle. Who's knocking on my door? Like, right? he, he didn't give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, dude, house. you do that now, like you're just you you're can't trouble. get away with you're it. And I feel like the kids now just know that they can get away with a lot more because yeah. you can't put your hands on that kid. You're done. So, oh yeah. So a couple years back. Uh, my daughters were, were, were younger. There, there was a uh, troubled family, you know, in in uh, the neighborhood. And you know, when we first moved in, we had heard, you know, about this kid and his his older brother, and you know, they were in high school and you know, responsible for a lot of the shenanigans that go Don't you on. Looking like a hoity-toity neighborhood. Yeah, but there's always some jerk off. Yeah, you know, there's true. always some true. asshole. You know. Um, no, I, I live in a, you know, I live in a good area, but I live in more of the common blue collar area of that town, right. which, okay. you know, um, it's, a, it's a good neighborhood, you know, it's a good, safe neighborhood. Um, but these kids, you know, when we first moved in, they, you know, they were fucking up people's houses, um, breaking into people's cars. You know, when we first moved in, somebody broke into my wife's car and they took her, uh, her navigation system. She had some, you know, small amount of cash in the in the front, and they took that. And you know, um, so there's this incident that that happened where uh, they took the windshield wipers off this guy's car. He didn't realize it's pouring down rain. He works up in the nuclear plant, uh, the energy plant up in North Jersey, and uh, we were friendly with them at the time. And and uh, turns his wiper on, and the metal scratches yeah. his glass. Now he's driving up in the pouring rain. He's got to get to work, and he's scratching his windows and can't see through the fire. So he has to pull over on the side of the road and find a place at two in the morning to put windshield wipers or some of the cell yeah. windshield wipers that would fit his his car. You know, so there was shit like this going on. Um, and then somebody had broken in to one of the ladies' house who was three doors down from me, and somebody was home at the time, and she saw the kid, and they ran and. So, you know, nobody's doing anything about this. You know, yeah. so, uh, so I go over there, you know, it's a Saturday morning and uh, there was a kid that lived across the street with me that went to high school with, with the kid and he witnessed the guy kicking the lady's door in, but he was afraid to say anything because he thought he'd get his ass kicked, right. you know, in school. But he told us, 
right? Don't know why he told us, but he told us. So I knock on the door, and uh, it's Saturday morning, like 9 a.m. There's like fucking like seven, eight kids, like all high school kids. They run to the door. And uh, can I help you? I said, uh, is your father home? No, he don't live here. I said, okay. Is your mother home? No, she's sleeping. I said, she's sleeping? I said, it's 10 a.m. You got fucking eight kids in the house. I mean, she's sleeping. I could hear you from across the street, you know? Well, she works nights. I said, ah, now, now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. I said, so, uh, I said, which one of you is Sasha? Because I'm Sasha. I said, Sasha, come here a minute. So he comes to the front. I said, I'm your neighbor. I said, look, I'm not accusing you of anything. I said, but there's been some uh, disruptions, you know, in the neighborhood. I said, people breaking into cars, causing me. Why? I said, dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, just listen. I'm not here to accuse you of anything. I'm just telling you what's going on. Somebody tried kicking a door in a few days ago, a couple of houses down. I said, and there was a witness. I said, and they tagged you as the person. He said, well, I didn't. I said, dude, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just telling you. I said, so I'm here to tell you today the shit ends. It fucking ends today. I said, you and your jerk-off friends. I said, you're unparented. Your mother leaves at night, so it leaves you assholes roaming around the fucking neighborhood at night. I said, it fucking ends today. Don't make me come back here. So tell, tell your mother I stopped by. So I leave. Remember Mischief Night? Yeah. yeah. I was born on Mischief Night. Hey, okay, happy, <laughs> happy birthday. Happy, really? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm getting old now, so yeah. I don't really. So, dude, a good month or two goes by, and the neighborhood's good. Parents are like, what did you say to them? I said, ah, you know, I just, they, they, they just weren't looking at things from the right angle. <laughs> How many years ago was this? Dude, this had to have been 2000. And 14. Well, that's when I met you. Yeah. You were fucking huge then. Right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> right. They all go stop. Right. I don't know why they uh. <laughs> so, so it's 2000. I believe it was 2014, right? Um, maybe 2015. So it's mischief night. It's Friday night. The neighborhood's been good for a month or two, right? Batman has done his job, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my wife went to go pick up my daughters from gymnastics at the time. And uh, I was working from home. And uh, like, all right, I'll go pick up dinner. It was like a Friday night. We don't have to cook, you know, this and that. Nice. So, dude, it was, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Where it's, you know, it's starting to get dark now, this and that. I come outside and somebody fucking egged my house. Oh. <laughs> Five shots. One on the back window of my car. Two, I have a two-car garage. One on my garage. One on my garage. One missed the garage and lobbed over the front part of my car where I was parked, and landed on the uh, the asphalt of the driveway, and a couple different spots on the house. Oh. And I have vinyl siding and white, like dude, you know, like yeah. So, dude, I just I just fucking lose. Whatever. I get in my car. I drive on their front lawn, <laughs> right on top of their lawn. I go to the window. I go to the door and they have like the, you know, the, the people, you know, yeah. so I'm covering the people so, <laughs> so they, they can't see. I don't want to, you know, he's not going to open the door if he sees it's me. Yeah. And I'm trying to use like a high pitched voice, you know. Oh um, my God. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want? Hi, hi, hi. It's just your neighbor. Can, can I talk to you for a second? What the fuck do you want? I said, no, dude, no, no, I just, I just need to talk to you for a second. So, uh, just get the fuck out of here. Or I'm going to call the police. Like, why are you, like, why are you being hostile? 
So I see him open the door, but he left the chain on. So he opens the chain. He's trying to look, and I'm standing on the side, so he can't see me, you know. Um, so he's like, he starts like right on the door, back and forth. I don't know if he was like trying to fend me off. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know. So he opens the door, and dude, now I'm in his foyer. <laughs> and he lunges at me. The kid like lunges at me. And just instinctively, I come across, and my elbow might have slightly grazed his sternum area. <laughs> so he goes back and falls to the floor, and, and uh, there's like three or four kids. There's a carton of eggs. Oh, right no way. <laughs> they still had hoodies on and work boots, and there was a broken egg on the sidewalk that they must have dropped, either walking in or walking oh, in. Oh, wow. So I shut the door, and these kids just fucking scatter. Like, they're just hiding in the house. <laughs> so I, I said what I had to say, and, and, uh, and I leave. So I'm like, fuck, you, know, you get out of there. Like, what the fuck just happened? You know, like, so I call my wife. I still got to pick up the food. You know, the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like, where are you? She's like, uh, I'm just getting the girls from gymnastics. I said, do me a favor. When you get home, I said, just get in the house. Uh, I'm going to pick up the food. We're probably going to have some visitors, you know, uh -huh. when we, when we get back, you know, she's like, what do you mean? I, I said, I want to say it. I'm a speaker. You know, I'll explain it to you later. So I come back from getting the food and, uh, there's like two cop cars like parked in front of their houses. Like, yeah. Oh, shit, dude. So I end up getting home before my wife does. So I go in, I have, uh, my wallet on me, my phone and something else. And I just go in the house and I get everything off me and, and uh, come back outside and I'm waiting. So two cop cars come in and they pull like in front of my driveway and uh, is the other thing all right, sir? I said, I don't know, guys, you tell me. I said, I, I seem to have been targeted for uh, vandalism. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a hate crime. So, uh, <laughs> so, so they got out of the car. He's like, so you're the guy? Because you guys want to get out and talk? So they got out of the talk, and my, my wife actually pulls up with my daughters, and my daughters run up to me, like, yeah, and then they're, they're hugging me. I'm like, oh, everything's fine. Daddy's, you know, just go in the house. I'll be out in a minute. So, you know, what happened? We, t we you know, we just, you went over there and hit that. I said, oh, I didn't touch anybody, dude. I, you know, I said, the kid lunged at me. I said, and then I just put my arms to get him from, from assaulting me. And then he fell. He's like, well, he said, you threatened us. I don't, I don't care what he told you. I said, I didn't threaten anybody. I said, but obviously, you see what he did. I said, I said look, guys, I know you've been at that house for the past three years. Yeah. There's been complaints from everybody. I said, you know what these kids are up to. They've been vandalizing this neighborhood. I said, but I'll tell you something. I said, they're lucky. They are lucky they did this with my wife and my kids not home. I said, because if I would have been in a position where I had to protect my family, I said, you'd be here for a different reason. So he's like, well, I don't know what you said, you know, uh, but you obviously scared the shit out of him. He was crying and didn't want to come out of his house. I said, well, I, I didn't threaten him, and I don't know. You know. Maybe it's a good thing he doesn't come out of his house. I said, maybe the rest of us will be safer. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to be patrolling all night, and, you know, hopefully this won't happen again. I said, well, thank you. And uh, one guy comes, and I don't know if they were playing good cop and bad cop and just wanted me to admit to something. Yeah. And he, he's like, dude, if it was me, he's like, I don't fucking blame you. Nah, that, that was in the fucking left. But there used to be mischief nights, you know? Yeah. There's not even mischief nights anymore. Um, 
But these kids, dude, it's it's. Uh... I was at a wedding recently, and um, the the one guy um, sitting at the table was telling us where he used to live in Philadelphia, North Philly. And when he moved to Philly, he didn't know anything about Philly, so he found a cheap apartment, and that's where he moved. And uh, he said one night, um, you know, we got a text from his car saying like somebody had like breached entry. Um, so he goes out to his car. And he sees somebody's in there. Ooh. So he's like, oh, shit. And he's, he's he tells it as, like, he's the only white guy on the block. But he's Spanish, but they call him the white guy. And uh, <laughs> so he, he doesn't have a gun. So he goes out there with a machete. Oh. Right? So he's like, he just wants to scare the guy out of the car or whatever. So he gets to the car. And the kid's taking uh, pictures of his debit cards and stuff. Because I guess he left his wallet in the car. Oh, so he, the kid was going to put everything back. Yeah, and then steal yeah, his info yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So he gets he gets behind him with the machete and like scares him and uh, you know starts yelling at him and stuff. Well, the kid like freaks out. He has like a little bit of a panic attack and um, you know the guy tells him to get lost. So he's like uh, the guy's in his own car like putting things back or whatever. And he looks and the kid's still sitting over there on the curb and the kid's crying and <laughs> and and the kid's yelling at him now for scaring him like that. Right, right. I so get it. It's. How the fuck does that happen? Dude, can anybody steal anything anymore without being threatened? Like Jesus Christ! I mean, what, what's going on in this country? <laughs> you can't even be a good thief. You can't even be a proper thief anymore. People attacking you, defending their own property. God forbid. <laughs> Aren't you happy yet, girls? Yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. Yeah. Like I'm. So I'm dealing with the, uh, you know, the high school. You know, um, and I got good kids. They're good kids. You know. Um, but you know. And 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 dude, they're two badasses. Like they're two, you know, good scholars and, and badass athletes. And and uh, but they're still gonna fall into to the social aspect of where do I fit in and and who am I? My oldest daughter, you know, she's at that age where she's developing and trying to find out who she is as a person. But I gotta say, man, like she's a she went through a couple months where it was tough, man. It was tough as a parent, you know, to see some of the shit. I guess, Doc, you know, we're just different. Guys are just different. You know, we got a problem, dude. We're going to settle it. And then we're fucking buddies after. You know, like, it was. it's just different with girls. It's vicious <clears throat> and, like, fucking yeah. petty they're, they're jealousy. And, yeah. Dude, with guys, hey, if this girl, there's a girl, three guys like, hey, maybe one of us will get her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what have, with girl, like, you know, my daughter, and she's an attractive girl. And, and there was this other girl. And my, my daughter was friends. She's friends with a bunch of guys, dude. And I, I get it from the guys. They're probably trying to. But my, my she, sometimes she's blinded by that. She thinks they just want to be her friends. And she doesn't right. realize, unless she's just pretending she's naive to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, right, Sammy. You know, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, every guy wants a friend that looks like you. Right? So, um, but this one girl didn't like the fact that some guy that she was dating was already friends with Sammy first. So, you know, the girl just tries to alienate her in school and, and uh, she's one of these girls <coughs> who throws the parties so people uh, kiss yeah. her ass and, you know, she's lives in the elite part of yeah, the town. Yeah, she's got yeah. the power. Well, you know, you only have power if, 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 if it's given, right. right? It's not a real power. And the funny right. thing is she has this big party. You could see like all these other people who are not her friends anyway, but they're kissing her ass just to get invited, which was which was weird to me because like you mentioned before, we had parties, but everybody just went. There was no invitation, yeah. right? Like yeah. Yeah, he's having a party. Whoever goes, goes, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's just different now, you know, but, yeah. uh, but seeing her develop and, uh, 
and uh, some choices that she's making. Some of them you kind of struggle with, but then, you know, you have to realize that you have to allow them to make mistakes and they have to learn and they're, you know, you can't live their lives for them. And you hope, hey, look, I've made a million mistakes and I still make mistakes and you just want to, I'd like you not to make as many mistakes, but maybe they need to, yeah. you know? But, uh, but yeah, the teenage years are, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you'll it, see. It's, man, the day we found out we were having a girl, we could have swore we were having a boy. And we found out we were having a girl. And we both, uh, we were outside on our deck. And we both just, like, rocked back. And we're laying on our backs, like, looking up at the sky. Like, what did Fuck. we get ourselves into? <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, so far, every single day, I've said, thank God we had a girl. So. Because it changed me. Yeah. So, yeah. it, you know, I feel like if we had a boy and it cried, I'd be like, get the hell out of here. Tough enough. Like, yeah, yeah, figure it out. Yeah. But like a girl cries, now come here. Yeah. You know, it, it's completely different. For a father, and I was that way also, and, and I still am. You know, yeah. there's that endearing part that they're always going to be daddy's girls. Yeah. You know, um, and then you have to open that up a little more, you know, and that's the tough part. You know, you have to open that up with, with the fact that, all right, now she has interests in, in other guys. Oh, nobody touched them. But you have to... You have to be willing to accept that. And yeah. They're willing them to, you know, willing to accept, like, dude, they're drinking at 14 years old. They're doing this at 14 years yeah. old. The kids I are mean, we were. You expect them not to? <clears throat> well, that's, see, that's where I struggle, right? Because I didn't. At all? No. Dude, so, we were, like, smoking when did you start drinking? 12. What's that? When did you have your first drink? So, I think I, I, I know I drank once or twice. Okay. Um. But I grew up in an alcoholic house. Oh, okay. So, so drinking turned me the fuck off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Way. Like, so, and I know I tried it, but I wasn't one of these guys that went to the, I'd go to the parties and me and my, my best friend at the time, you know, we were a football player. We could eat all the food. We yeah. were going there and fuck, because we're training, we're trying to get big. We'd yeah. eat all, this girl was like, I had a party, I have no food for, my parents left for the weekend, there's no food in there. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. But in the meantime, everybody else is trashing her house, yeah. drinking, getting fucked up, doing shit in the rooms, this and that, blah, 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 and we're, we're in the kitchen cooking food. Hell yeah. You know, but uh, I didn't drink, I still to this day, never smoked a cigarette in my life. Oh, wow. I didn't try drugs until I was like in my 20s. Like after that. So, and my wife's like, well, nobody, that's fucking right. You know, and and I get it. So I have to be willing to to deal with the fact that she's going to experiment. But I think because we don't drink in the house and I see some of these other kids and dude, like their parents, like, yeah, you know, they just fucking, oh, come on over. It's just to find an excuse to drink. You know, like it's, it's drinking nonstop and it's, it's wine and then, and so you'd think there'd be learned behavior and pattern behavior where my parents don't do it, so why do I do it? And I, and I hope it leads to that, but as she sees her friends doing it. So we're talking, and you know, I'm saying, look, I'm not condoning you drinking, but if you do, this is what you have to know. So I, I go over alcohol poisoning and how much to drink and what to do and how you're supposed to feel and what it does for you, the effects. You know, how it lowers your inhibitions and you make bad decisions. You know, you make decisions that you wouldn't make you know, when you're, when you're intoxicated, you know, you might think about these things, but you're in your right frame of mind. Should I cross the road right now? You fuck no, do this trip. But when you're, Hey, I can make it. And you yeah. fucking get hit, you know, like, so there, there's decisions you have to realize. And so I asked her, I said, do you even know how to pour a drink? So we have like one of these big 30 ounce, you know, water, ice drugs, you know, and I said, well, if you want to pour yourself a drink in one of these, what would you do? So, dude, she fills it like halfway with vodka. Said, dude, you'd fucking die. <laughs> halfway. Like, no. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you try, if any, and 
you don't ever drink any anything that somebody hands you. You yeah. know, when, when you're older, you know, you make sure that you, you get your own drinks. I said, and we're still not condoning it, but we know you're going to be around it. So you just try to. Yeah. I'm just not educated. ready for all that. No, I'm glad I got 14 more years ahead of me to yeah, dude, prepare it's, myself. It's uh, well, you'll you'll it'll go in segments. There'll be little things where you have to let go. Yeah. You know, a little more here and little. And then you get to those teenagers like, fuck, man, like what do I have left? <laughs> There's nothing left to hold on to. Speaking of uh, children, <sighs> I have nine million sperm. He's My really? sperm counts nine million. Really? Yes. So, thank you. So it, you- it was four. Not not four million, four like four individual single digit. Four. I've heard that. I've yeah. heard that before. How long did it take? So it's been like three months. So were you seeing a fertility doctor? Yeah, or you do this all on your own. Right now, I'm seeing a fertility doctor. When I first got there, they did the blood work and everything, and they um they called me and she was like, "Yeah, your test is a seven. Your test." And I never knew this total. We, were you My on? total test. No, I'm off everything. So you were off. The guy, how long were you off before you got your blood work? Like uh, the first one, it was like a month and a half. So you were off for six weeks. One got blood work. Did you do any PCT? So that's when, so I was taking Clomid, but once I saw them, they gave me uh, HCG and Clomid and everything. Okay. And uh, I've been jerking off in cups and it's a whole thing. Yeah, all night. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just so I can, you know, go have some kids and you know, you can torture yourself. Yeah, the way we are now. Yeah. So then, uh, I went back three weeks later, uh, three weeks on the HCG and everything, and my my sperm counts at nine million now. No shit. So hopefully, I'll be joining you fellas. Did you do so, the uh, HMG too, or just the HCG? Just HCG. So you didn't need to go the other route. I guess so. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it. What's that? So HMG, it's a little more potent, but usually uh-huh. the way the doctors do it is is uh, if the HCG doesn't work, and a lot of times guys who are so suppressed, it, it takes like to, to be honest, dude, three months. That's it's fast. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. So you, good. you might have. How old are you? I'm 35. Getting up. There. How long you been using? Uh, it was 27. 27, seven years. Straight, or did you come off and on? Pretty much straight. Uh, I'm a mathematician, but I think that's eight. (laughs) No, because it was like, I started with the pro-hormones. I started when I was, uh, yeah, pro-hormones, 25. Pros would probably fuck you up more than Yeah. He took Super Trend from Blackstone for like a year. That was Uh, Dianalone. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much, you know, Blackstone Cruise is not the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. But, uh. Most of the time, though, it was just like I would just do one shot of right. uh, test regular. And then when I would go to compete, that's when I would add everything else. Okay. But, well, we, uh, we had talked about that before as far as like receptor sites go, right? Yeah. And you were a big proponent of coming off Absolutely. because your body can reset and be more fresh to yeah. you know, the doses oh, that you're taking in. Yeah, you're 100%. You know, but yeah. but oh, nobody does that nobody anymore. Does. No. no, everybody stays on. So I, I just did a video and I mentioned how important it was to come off on, on, my, on my Instagram and uh, – I got a message from an old friend of mine um, and said, hey, dude, I'm doing, you know, and he's my age, he's 50. You know, he's like, I'm doing uh, TRT right now. My test level is like eight, 900. I was real, I was at 350. I'm, I'm doing 200 milligrams once a week and he has me doing an anti-estrogen once a week, which is, which is fine. Um, he's like, do I need to come off too? And I said, like, no, dude, but at that age, you know, if you're doing it for hormone replacement at 50, you're not producing much, but the younger guys, so... 
somebody, I guess, misinterpreted the video, you know, so for younger guys that are doing this and doing this for sports performance, athletic performance, dude, you got to come off and it's just more effective that way. Anyway, if you're on it for longevity effects, chances are, don't worry about not producing, dude, you're you're, you're 50 years old. You're not going to produce much anyway. So those guys can cruise with it. You right. know, um, but even then, you should still run some well, ATG oh, clomid throughout yes, the year. Absolutely, that's what they don't realize. Some of the some of the doctors I've worked with um, towards the end of my career and even after my career, I recommended that to them so they would they would incorporate it. But not a lot of them did. But the way they recommended using did was not conducive to to actually be effective. And for a while, and I think it's gotten a lot better now because of just just new data that's coming out. Like the, the, this doesn't this didn't work, so now they're doing it certain ways. How much HCG were you were you running a week? It was seventy five hundred. No, it was less than that. See that I have a problem with that. I mean, you're fortunate, dude. Yeah. But I, so they would recommend a thousand UIs a week. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? Maybe for somebody uh, who hasn't been suppressed. It was 25. 25 a week? 2,500, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, The bottles were 10,000. 10, 10, and I did, yeah, it was 2,500. So, okay. A week. Just once a week? You see that? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Three times a week. Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Three times. Monday, week. Wednesday, Friday. So, that's better. Then and I've heard a few people that, that are getting doctors that are administering it that way yeah. lately. That's better than it's ever been. They used to recommend a thousand a week, and I was like, "What the fuck is that going to do?" And, yeah. and for that, you've got to be on it for forever. The problem with HCG is it can have a suppressive effect the longer you're on it. You don't want to be on HCG too long. Okay. And the dosages they were recommending for people were more for people that just have a natural low testosterone level who are trying to incorporate some kind of fertility into the program now, not people that are suppressed from anabolics or PEDs. You have to treat it differently because you're not naturally suppressed. You're just suppressed because you're getting it from an erogenous source. Um, so it has to be treated differently. So the way I used to do through my career, did I used to do five thousand units a day? Yeah. Jesus. So, but it was effective. Were you sitting on your, your balls? Were like, yeah. no. But, <laughs> but dude, you're talking. You know, I was doing a thousand, fifteen hundred migs a test a week at uh-huh. certain times during that. You know, so I would run it for ten days in the middle of my cycle, and then I would do it when I would come off for three full weeks. Okay. I would do the HCG for about twelve days, but it's twelve heavy days. Yeah. Five thousand, five thousand, five thousand for the first three days, then a day off, then I go twenty five hundred. Um, every other day until I ran out. I used three bottles. So it was a total of 30,000 units. But dude, and two clomids a day. Oh, you take two? Two clomids a day. And dude, it jolted my system. Like you could feel it. Like I felt like I never came off. That's how I would feel when I was on, I was on a true HRT program. Like people think HRT or TRT and they go 200 megs of test and an anti-estrogen, right? And that's like the staple. That's not what HRT really is. What HRT is, is finding a way through pharmaceuticals to maximize your levels, to get you in the normal range, right? right? So it's not 200. For me, it was 120 and no anti-estrogen. That put me in the six, seven hundreds and and that was fine, Right. right? I didn't need 200, so I didn't use that much. Um, but I, I have a friend who was a bodybuilder. He was a lifetime natural, hopped on for a few years, got his pro card. Uh, he's been natural again for like two, three years now. And, uh, he has a 700 natural test. Um, his free T I want to say is like 35 and, uh, his sperm count was checked off as fine. Um, can't have kids and he has his wife checked out 
and she's fine. Everything's fine, but it's just not working for them. It's not working. And sometimes that happens too. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's no nap like a low test nap. Right. I to brother, I am crushing <laughs> two hour naps so right now. I could even he hasn't I had blood test since he was an infant. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I get it done now. No, I said low test. Oh, low test. Yeah. Actually, so when I was getting my prescriptions, yeah, because you know I, I, you know, had some legal issues. So I had to, you know, I had to, now I, it's got to be justified. I think, yeah. So I did what you did. Yeah, I, I went off. For, it was probably six to eight weeks with nothing, but it was intentional. Right. I wanted to show. So my doctor calls me. He's like, and the funny thing is, I didn't feel any different. Still training, didn't lose really any size. You know, right. it was a good eight weeks. I was off. Um, she calls me up. She's like, "How you feeling?" I said, "I feel good." She's, "How's your sex drive?" I said, you know, every day, twice a day, sometimes. You know, this and that. She's like, "Really?" She's because I'm looking at your blood your blood results. I said, "Okay," and I, I'm expecting it to be like, "Fuck!" I hope it's low enough where she'll prescribe me testosterone. I said, "Where I'm at, where you know, where I'm at, like you know, 300, 350. She's eleven. You're yeah, life. that's sick, yo. <laughs> she goes, she goes. I'm surprised you don't have a vagina. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So she, I was like, really? She was, I, she was. I can't believe you're saying. She was. Why don't you come in? We're going to talk. And she's the one that first. And this goes back years ago. Um, you know, uh, when I really started paying more attention to where I knew, all right, this is the end of my career. Um, I got to get my blood work and my hemocrit level, my hemoglobin levels to the roof. You know, I had to get that in order and, and my iron count was high. So my blood yeah. was thicker, um, which is a concern, but it's not so much a concern if your triglycerides are fine and your cholesterol is fine yeah. and your blood sugar is fine. You know, mine, is, mine are not fine. Yeah. So that, <laughs> so that's a big concern. Yeah. Then it's thickening of blood that's not getting proper circulation. A right. hemocrit level means it's just a, you know, iron rich, oxygen rich blood. Okay. Which, hey, it's great for recovery, great for science yeah. and that, but, you know, and good for endurance. Um, but if you have the high triglycerides and, and uh, cholesterol, and blood sugar with that no, yeah, not a good thing. so you got you definitely got to get that in order yeah um but when it with uh um hrt therapy i could even go a step further and the way it's done so I, i've been doing a lot of a lot of research lately and, and you, you know you kind of shift directions when you get older and uh you know your motives change um and there's a common you know this actually guy who wrote a book brilliant french doctor um it's called the ageless man, right? And uh, he talks about andropause. Okay, something that really isn't studied or <coughs> looked at in the U.S., but it is in other areas, right? And just like mm -hmm. menopause for women could be dangerous and have harmful effects. And they don't talk about andropause for men. I don't know why. You know, you could speculate and come come up with... Yeah. You know, some conspiracy theories, but there, there's a lot of facts that, that coincide with this that really just make you fucking think. So part of my career, you know, I use a lot of DHTs, okay. um, dehydrotestosterones, and you use them for contests because they're more of the hardening drugs, your masterones, your primavolins, your winstrols. You know, these are drugs that retain less water. Yeah. And for years, you know, guys, oh, you can't take DHTs because they make you lose your hair. I took DHTs for years, and I didn't start losing my hair till I was forty. I knew guys in their twenties, like even in high hey, school. Hey, easy. No, but easy. But, <laughs> but granted, you know, there's guys that if, if you're going to lose it, you're going to lose it. So they would take Propecia and this and that, and DHT yeah. blockers. So now there's evidence that suggests that the high DHT level is actually better 
than a higher testosterone level in terms of fighting andropause. So this guy goes into in, into discussion about um, you know the lifespan nowadays. Let's just say for Americans, uh, I'm just this is around the the real number. The lifespan is average lifespan for men is 82 years old. Uh -huh. Right. However, the average healthy lifespan is 62. So from 62 to 82, you're going to the doctor. You're on pills, you're on medication, you're on blood thinners, you're on you know, cholesterol medication, you're on uh, d different types of medication because your system is not working for you anymore. So this guy goes into researching that and he comes up with the fact that, you know, after 24 to 28 years old, when your testosterone level decreases and your body's not producing DHT anymore, right? This is where the first stages of andropause really set in. You have enough to carry you till you're like almost in your early 40s. And then from 40 to 62 is when it really declines. And then the health issues start acting up in 62 if you don't start, if you don't start taking care of yourselves. He recommends proviron, which is a DHT, mestalone, right? Which has a mild anti-estrogen in it. But the effects from, from, uh, from, from proviron are better than the effects of using TRT for testosterone because you get the DHT, which then converts to testosterone and it converts in, and DHT is more powerful than testosterone. So it converts in a better way. Your body utilizes it better. And then you also come to, he came to the realization that, you know, prostate, people worried about prostate cancer and prostate issues from high DHT levels. Well, the DHTs that you take actually, they would, they would inflame your prostate, which we all know, but they inflame it where they're absorbing nutrients and they're absorbing hormones better. They're absorbing blood better. It doesn't, it doesn't inflame it where there's, where there's free radicals there, where it's actually causing damage or deteriorating your prostate. So they saw this study of people that were taking DHT blockers had a higher risk of prostate cancer than people that were using testosterone or regular DHT. Yeah. So... <clears throat> he then, then goes in to say that proviron is not available in the U.S. It's uh, available in European countries. Is that a pill or an injection? It's a pill. Is it uh, liver toxic? No, but very low toxicity levels. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a very, it's an oral form of, uh, of primobolin. Okay. That's how the, uh, the, the androgen works. Um, it's safe. It's good for people on calorie restricted diets, and it's a good DHT. So it's no more uh, toxic than like an Anavar would be. Uh, so so Anavar is really low toxicity levels, but on that on that plane. Okay. Um, they, that, I'm just saying because they script Anavar. You know that's a legal drug in the United States. Yes. So there's, but, but that's not a DHT nor a testosterone. It doesn't bond to any of those receptor sites. Anavar is the only anabolic that doesn't bond to any of the three steroid receptor sites. Well, I was just wondering if they were not approving. The, the primo as a drug because of toxicity levels. So but if we're saying it's the same, then that's not the They were the prescribing Anadrol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were prescribing D-ball for a certain amount of time. Right. So his link is, why are they giving people drugs, testosterone, that don't work as good as DHTs, that, that, are, that are, have more higher toxicity levels, it could cause more damage, and his conspiracy theory is, well, they just put you on other drugs. Oh, now you got to take something for your liver, and now you got to worry about this. Where in the European, you know, countries, they worry about more for health issues. Oh yeah. And he said it's just it's just treated differently. I mean, if you look at the drug on its own, if you look at the pathology report of the drug, it's a pretty safe fucking drug. Are you going right. to change your protocol based on that book? Absolutely, but yeah. I got to go to Europe to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Right. But that's something that most men should be taking, you know, at yeah. the age of 40. That's crazy. Yeah. And you don't need a lot of it. You know, it's a 25 milligram dose, three pills yeah. a day, you know, so it's 75 megs a day. Um, okay. It'll keep your testosterone levels in range. And the, the good thing about fighting andropause is when you don't have a high testosterone level, what people don't realize is testosterone enriches your blood, right? And it helps things flow through your system. So it pushes sugars out. So it lowers your blood sugar level. It helps nutrients get to your organs and your, your, your vital organs. So when you don't have that, the nourishment that your organs and the other parts of your body should be getting aren't. And andropause causes that. So then down the road, it's easier for people to get high triglycerides because those fats aren't running through your, you know, testosterone's a carrier. Right. It carries shit to the muscle cells. Whatever's not utilized, it flushes out, it goes through your liver and, and gets processed and, and flushed out. Same thing with sugar. So andropause, the, 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 the diminishing of your testosterone and DHT levels promotes the fact that your organs and, and your other glands and stuff in your endosystem, they're not getting the proper nutrients anymore. And that's why you have this demise in health after that certain age. And it's not too, you know, it, it's not too far to, to come to a conclusion that why is it at this age, everybody's health just starts going to shit. Yeah. I'm on, I know guys that I went to high school with that are on blood pressure medication, that are on cholesterol medication. And granted, I'm sure a lot of them don't eat well. Right. But they were eating that way their whole lives. It wasn't like they've really changed. It's just they don't have the testosterone or the DHT that they used to have that was helping fight and combat the yeah. shit they were putting through their system. Well, even in bodybuilding, they say, like, not to carry a lot of weight over 40 years old, right? Because that's, yeah. like, yeah. you know, that was one of the biggest indicators of, like, life expectancy is if you're still 300 pounds over 40, you're going to be facing some issues. It's not going to last long. Yeah. You're not too far off, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm like five years. Yo, know, he yeah. told me the other day. Five more years. So he goes yeah. home every night and eats a pie. pie yeah. Like, a blueberry pie. I like blueberry right now. Yeah. He does it for the antioxidants. Just listen. I the dark chocolate. Oh, it's healthy. <laughs> I eat the dark chocolate. I've had <laughs> such a sweet tooth, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know good. why. What do you eat during the day? Um, my di I haven't lifted in like three weeks. Like So like you were saying, when I got off, for the first six to eight weeks, I was fine. I was still lifting. Everything felt fine. That's why when they told me that my test was a seven, I was surprised. Yeah, right. Because, but seven eleven. Yeah, <laughs> but after those first six to eight, that's when I really started feeling the low energy. Right. I had no interest in not because I don't want to work out, just because I was so tired after a day of work. I would just take a nap, and by then it's so late. Like I don't, I haven't been to the gym in like three weeks. He was fine until they told him he had low T. <laughs> no, no, Once no, he no. found out, it was no, in his no. head. Yeah, done. No, be. I thought that, but Could it be. really wasn't because when they told me, I still felt good. Like I was like, oh, well, I still feel good. Right. And it was just like, but and then my diet has just gone. So right now, I'm just not eating like how I normally eat. But I will, I will get back to it. But. It's just funny that you said that. It was like, yeah, six to eight weeks, I, I felt perfectly fine. Everything was fine. And then I guess, yeah, they, just told, me, they told me then that. You, then you hit a wall. Yeah. And it but could I feel be, better. It, it could be so. What are you doing now? Are you back on now? or No, I'm still doing the HCG and the clone. So you're going to donate a few more times? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I, I tell you what, though, Get I'm starting to feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got like another month, I Get think. Get the wife ready? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm on my way home. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta hurry up! Month. I got a meet coming up in a few months. We gotta get this. Yeah. Thing. we gotta get this thing going. Yeah, but it's a it's hell of experience 
Because you know when you're when you're younger and you do it, like I knew this day would come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it honestly, like, it hasn't been that bad. See, you know, when you're younger and when I was at my heaviest and, you know, you feel invincible. Yeah. You know, so what the fuck? You know, like, nothing's going to stop you. Yep. Um, but then sometimes, you know, you start thinking, well, this can't last forever, you know? Right. Um, and when I retired, I always said, like, you know, when I retire, I want to get back down into, like, my, my you know, fighting weight, you know, uh, my light heavyweight weight, you know, um, 200 pounds, 198, which I always felt good at. Yeah. You know, I, I always felt I could move. Yep. You know, if I got to move, I could move, you know. Um, and I'm comfortable, even the weight I'm at now, I'm probably 197, 198, you know, but I feel good. I have more mobility yeah. and I'm comfortable. And I still carry a decent amount of muscle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I could train and I, and I do functional training. So you're, you're, you know, your ideas change of how you want to perform and how you want to live and how you want to look. Um, but now it's, it's, uh, I like running. I like, you know, I like, you know, so. Okay. So you, you just, like running? I do. Like you like it? Yeah. So or I like you it. can do I, it. I hate it. Yeah. And I talk, I try to talk my way out of it every time <laughs> I'm on the treadmill. But, you know, when you go through your sprints and your, and your, and your, and your distance and you're suck and you're done, you're like, fuck, man, that was. Yeah. It's, it's the best work. I like the yeah. mental battle of running. Yeah. Because there, a there's battle. a certain, for me, like. I want to quit three times while I'm doing yeah. it, you know, but I don't. Right. I never do. I will never quit. It, you. Uh, for me, like there was a certain distance, uh, especially if you're pushing like pace. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like a mile and a half, right? Where I just my body just wanted to shut down, yeah. right? And I, I just wanted to be done. But once you get over that hump, and yeah, for me, you get I got like that, that runner's high, right? Yeah, you yeah. get to that two mile mark, and you're like, oh, <clears throat> now I can control my heart rate when I want to. Yeah, see, I, I can do all that. See, I don't even go over that, but I do sprints too with it. Yeah. So mine's more like, like I do. Yeah, like a hardcore endurance. Like I'm fucking like my heart rate gets up to like 168 on my sprints. Like, okay, you know, so I'm I'm feeling it. You know, um, and then I cycle too. I do uh, I do cycling. Like I uh, can't get my heart rate up high enough on the bike. If you go fast enough and and a little bit of tension, yeah, dude, I, mine gets up to 42, 40, 145. My legs burn out before I can get my lungs pumping so to that, the same degree that you know running would get them so when i first started doing it, it was maybe a year or two ago i started paying more attention to, to cardio um i couldn't go five minutes like the fucking lactic acid yeah. you know now i'll go 20 minutes real fast and then i do it 10 minutes on an uphill on uphill walk on a treadmill just to keep my heart rate going um and i do that twice a week and then i do two days with my running and my sprints what's your cardio like i'm nothing I, I, I dig i dig every day which isn't bad <laughs> And masturbating into a flask. Yeah. Dude, I went in. So I it's did it. It's not for, as easy as it sounds. Yeah. Well, I did it for the first time in the office. For this guy, it's probably easier than no. you think. And uh, That's it's gotta be such rough, a right? weird thing when you go in there. And like these near, like there's a bunch of nurses and they're like cute nurses. And they like, do they just know what you're about to do. Like you're going into this room to beat your meat. Right. And uh, I do you need anything? Do you have any Asian foot fetish videos? They do. They, no. sub sub they no. subscribe to like a porn site. So like when I went in That's there. That's where the weirdness really comes out. First of all, I close the door. There's this nice like hospital lazy boy chair there for you. And, and then there's a, a nice 32 inch screen TV, a oh, urinal shit. and a sink. And then they got like the lube and everything over here for you. Yeah. Really? So the girl gives me the cup and the, and the thing. She's like, fill this out and bring the cup out when you're done. So I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I, I was like, I, I brought my own lunch. So like, I brought my own porn. You know what I mean? I didn't need to like watch the TV, but I just wanted to see right. what they what they offered and what the last guy was, was looking selection? at. How was the selection? 
Uh, what? How is this allowed? Okay, so listen. So I, so I turned it on, and I was surprised they subscribed to a site. So it's like a regular. Oh, so they, free... they subscribe to a site. So you there's no get... commercials or, or no. Ads. You could look up whatever you wanted on there. They had a whole computer set up, and like you could. They I never heard of the site. They had like a keyboard cover <laughs> and changing. Oh yeah, well, they, I guess yeah. They, well, that's why I was like, I'm not gonna. I f... So anyway, I was checking the the guy that was in there before me, Milf. Oh, it was Milf stuff. All right, but All I was right. like, "Let me see." I got that's too movie. basic for you. Yeah, I, yeah. I see. What are that. those? What are those hardcore porns like? Uh, Tranny. So I'm, I'm kind of weird that you went right <laughs> there. That you went right there. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Conversation with this guy. Let me ask you something though. Is it less gay to watch a tranny bang a woman? Than to watch an actual man bang a woman. Because uh-huh. the, the tranny <laughs> looks like a woman and is banging a woman. The so, man's a man banging the woman. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I had this I, I asked this question to people. I like to know where they're at. So I only have one answer. Uh-huh. Uh, I it just I just not good for you. Go go woke. <laughs> I'm just woke up. No, woke no. up. I'm just not attracted to it. No. Know, like, but yeah, yeah, I no. know plenty I know plenty of people that are. Yeah. It just does nothing for me. Like I'm No, no, no. I'm not saying you got to watch it. I'm like, just gotta, saying I think gotta, about it. Th- that's one of those railroad crashes that you don't want to look at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to drive right by. I got shit to do. I got other other stuff to view. I'm tell you think about it though. So you got a, so a woman, tranny, a guy dressed as a girl? Let me ask you something. Or a girl dressed as a guy. First off, the yeah, so you're looking at, and you can cut this out if you want. This is this end of this. Leave it. But if you're watching a porn, yeah, you got a tranny or a man, an actual man, beefed up dude, banging a girl, right? Or, and the doctors do great work these days. They do a nice, attractive, huh? Tranny banging a girl. Is it? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> But I'm with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still love you. Maybe another time. So he Maybe thinks another work time. All day. <laughs> I did thought I thought about that. Though. Someone brought it up one day. I'm like, huh? I was like, that does make sense. All right, let's. But you can cut. We're gonna out. change that conversation. No, I'm right. probably staying, but cut we're gonna change out. that. But uh, before we hop off, what are your uh, Olympia predictions? Like top three, open. So, dude, I I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good year. Yeah. Yeah, and. I think a lot of the guys that were in the mix last year, you know, probably will not. The higher up guys. Okay. Um, I think Hunter, if he if he dials it in, um, and get it gets that crisp conditioning that that I think everybody's waiting for, he'd be very tough to beat, just because of his uh, shoulder to hip ratio and and uh, small waist, speaking, right? I like waist. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Nick, you know, Walker is going to make a huge impact. Um, yeah, of course, you can't, you know, Rami's there, but he's going to be challenged. And you got a bunch of newcomers, dude, that that uh, are sparking some interest. You know, the the guy overseas. Yeah, uh, Jack. Yeah, Andrew Jack. Yeah, uh, Samson Duda. Carrizo um, or something. Um, you got him. Yeah. And and you still have uh, Hani, who. Uh, um, yeah. Who gets that '90s kind of conditioning? You know, like that yeah. raw look. What about Derek Lunsford? I didn't even mention him. Shit, dude! Like he, uh, see, you know what? 
it's tough to say this year because we've seen pictures, but you, you got to see the finished product, you know. And it's different seeing him up with two twelve guys and it is with guys that are that are two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy pounds and plus, you know, this and that. But uh, dude, he's he's made some tremendous, tremendous strides, you know, this year, and he'll he'll definitely be a contender for a top five spot, if not better. Yeah, I think like the last 15 years in bodybuilding, it was always like the argument of like size versus aesthetics, you know, yeah. size versus aesthetics. But now you're getting aesthetically pleasing big guys. Finally. Yeah. And and years. that's where things yeah. are going to get really interesting is, yeah. you know, which way are the judges going to lean? Are they going to go for a 275 pound aesthetic guy or like a 285 pound guy that's well, not as aesthetic? Well, since, you know, um, you know, Sean Roden and, and Phil Heath, since they're, you know, well, Sean rest his, rest his soul, but those looks, you know, it's it's gone a different way. Um, and now now there's the potential of those looks coming back, which I think is only better for the sport, you know. Um, yeah. That's, that's the look, man. You know, like just that nice, athletic, well-balanced, you know, look they can move on stage they can move on stage yeah. they can present they can perform a posing routine which i looking like they're gonna have going to cardiac arrest you know <laughs> i know you follow bodybuilding what do you think yeah i agree <clears throat> with everything he says yeah i like it's it's a i can't wait to see what happens yeah. and because like and rami looks great yeah like i was watching his his videos or whatever on Instagram, he looks phenomenal. He looks better than he's ever looked. Yeah, he looks harder now than he has uh, this far. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think? Do you think Chad Nichols just like really knows what he's doing with the big guys? I, I actually used to talk to Chad a lot back in my day, and and uh, see Chad. Um, you know what's good about Chad is he um, has his outlook, and he has his approach. And he realizes that his approach does not work for every athlete, you know, which is uh, which is unique because a lot of guys, they have this cookie cutter plan. And uh, if it doesn't work for you, then I guess you did something yeah. wrong, you know, where Chad, you know, he gets all of his guys dialed in, you know, and he's done that for years. Um, and, you know, starting with his wife, Kim, you know, uh, and then to Ronnie, you know, which has really opened him up to to the market in terms of one of the best guru trainers, you know, a high level Olympia trainers that we've ever seen. Um, and it's good to see that he's back now. I know he was, he took a little took a little leave of absence for a while, but Chad's a good guy, you know. And uh, we spoke for a couple of my shows a couple times, but he's like, dude, he's like, you know, everything you do is like what I do. He's like, I'll just be an eye for you. And, and, uh, which is really what I needed. You know, oh, so you used them. Like, yeah, were, yeah. Oh, we, wow. we, we talked, I think for two of my shows, um, in my pro career. And, uh, he's like, he's like, send me what you're doing. And he's like, dude, this is perfect. You know, if anything, you know, how'd you do this? And, you know, we kind of like learn from each other in certain aspects, you know, right. like he learned what worked for my body and, and this is how I do it. And maybe he took some of that and gave it to his guys. And I learned some stuff from him. I always had that fear of uh, the last few days of carving up. Like I was always scared. To, like I think I was going to spill over and, right. and I'm looking good when I'm depleted. I'm afraid to go the other way. So I just kind of <clears throat> needed that extra eye. Hey, dude, you're doing fine. Keep keep going. You can keep pushing. You can keep pushing. And uh, and it helped, you know, but he, uh, he definitely, uh, you know, he will get his guys ready. So you think with uh, with him behind Big Ramy, you think uh, Big Ramy still takes the first spot for this year? Um, 
I mean, he's still young enough, you know, and I, I'm sure he'll st- see I, from a physique point of view. That's where I and I know Rami will probably be the best version of Rami ever with Chad. I just I don't know if that's any better than Hunter if he's at his best. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, or a couple other guys, right. you know, well, you, you got to see him next to each other. Yeah. Like I remember watching then this is one of my Olympias and, and, uh, you know, they showed, I saw a picture and, uh, you know, an actual <laughs> physical picture, um, of, uh, here was the, from seventh to like 12th. And you look at it like fans fucking tough. There's a tough lineup this year, man. You know? And then they showed the top six, which, uh, you know, I was in and I'm like, Whoa, like fuck dude. Like, like if you saw that second group by themselves, you, dude, these guys are, but then you see the next group and like, holy shit. Like now you know why they're in the second group. That's how I always felt about Sean Clarita. Yeah. If you see a picture of just him by himself, right. you're like, that's the perfect bodybuilder. Yeah. And then he steps, you know, because he's a small guy, he steps on stage next yeah. to bigger dudes that might have a, you know, a bigger taper or something. Then right. he's like, oh shit. Like, but he's still structurally sound. You yeah. Know, he's still pleasing. Um, and he could still carry his own against the, I mean, he has. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's winning pro shows. You know, yeah. won the Olympia. And, and won an open show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so he, but he's one of those guys that could do it. But from a conditioning point of view and a muscle maturity point of view, that's the difference of what's going to take place this year. I feel, I feel in like the top five, top six spots. Mm-hmm. It's going to be who has that raw muscle maturity, who's dialed it in right. Um, and, and could present it and, and knows how to peak, you know, for prejudging in a finals because it could come down to the finals where they're, you know, they're looking at these people Back twice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is where the professionalism, I mean, this is the best shit, you know. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah, this is where you, uh, who knows their shit the most. This is where the science comes into it and, and the will. Yeah. And, and you got to, you know, who has the heart because this shit ain't easy. You know, we see it on stage and this and that and we, we look at it. Um, and it's not a physical sport, but it's a demanding sport. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very demanding sport. And to go out there and, and uh, pose under those lights, which are, you feel like you're under the sun, dude. You know, under those extreme conditions of being depleted, dehydrated, you know, malnourished, you yeah. know, and, and do it with a smile on your face. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder. So the, the guys deserve, uh, you know, a lot of respect. As always, you know, we appreciate you making the drive over, doing this with us. The first one in the new room. I love it, dude. And uh, just can you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, Yeah, I'm on Instagram. uh, I prevail subs. I dash I underscore prevail subs. um, And uh, or Jason Arns. They have both my both my Instagrams. You're still not doing YouTube. So we're we're getting. I have some YouTube videos. I haven't pushed it, but uh, I'm trying to build that market now. So I'm I'm in the process of putting all that together. Um, just start working with a new videographer and, and some stuff and developing some content for the company. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we're going to be pushing that in the next. All well. right. So by the time this is released, you can find them on YouTube. There you go. Thanks, guys. <laughs>